and welcome to Bottom of the Pack. Round eight, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there before we started. Andrew Wilson here along with Sean O'Sullivan. Hello, Willow. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, yourself? I'm, uh, I'm all right. Look, I've had, uh, we're recording Sunday evening, straight after the end of the blockbuster that was uh, Brisbane versus Fremantle. Um, but yeah, look, my, my weekend was going well. It took a bit of a turn, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that throughout the show, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Voice of the West, where did you find yourself on a, um, a sunny and then wet Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I was out at Werribee Districts. They, they played Altona, top of the table clash from Division 1. So the best of the best on show here, the WRFL. Yes. Uh, yep. Werribee got home by eight points in the end. But, oh, good uh, game. Yeah, it was all right up until halftime. That's when the rain came. Oh, after right. that, and yep. they just spoiled it, just made it a, bit, a little bit slippery. But um, good win by the Tigers. Uh, Altona's first loss of the season, so they got a oh, okay. run. And, uh, yep. Yeah, Tigers 4 one. So it's a pretty uh, tight old season in Division Oh, one, good. Well, league, we're league. Deer Park not dominating. It's good that it's a bit more of an even uh, even playing field, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, they're still thereabouts. I think just outside the five at this stage. So okay. Any, three so, two, I think they Okay, yeah. so we're talking the two best teams in, in the... League, any any names that we know for those two sides? Uh, Jaden Post didn't play. Yes, oh, right. I remember um, Jaden Post. Richmond, um, no one else. No, just good solid suburban sides. footballers. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. West, uh, where we just used to have Will Sullivan. He was West Coast listed ruckman. Okay. for a while there. No other, no other players running. There was none running around at all yesterday. Okay. Is this because, are we going to be seeing less and less of this because there are a lot of guys on the expanded VFL lists and are playing maybe VFL footy? That does happen. So there are guys who do have affiliations with the local clubs. Yep. And obviously depending on... Um, if they get history, picked on. Yep. Yeah, and if they do get picked and then, yeah, because there's been good suburban footballers who have been that as... Backup players. Seconded in. Just yeah. pop up sort of thing. So yep. it, it's disappointing when you go, you know, those players aren't going to be playing that week. So yep. they with spots with, I think they've got Fletcher Roberts and Ruben Williams. Oh, yeah. Their, yeah. On their list. They but, both played for the Doggies today, I think. Yeah, but you don't expect them to play. Okay. So, yeah. So you kind of expect them not to play, but yep. it's when the other gun, guns... Um, so how, how does that work from a fiscal perspective? If you're a Fletcher Roberts, obviously, that... um. You're on the Bulldogs VFL list because he's, he's not an AFL listed player anymore. Two surnames, not to be trusted. Yes. Um, and he's also on the books of, I'll just pick Spotswood because that's a term I always think that's of. That's who he is with. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I knew that. that, did my homework. <laughs> I just said that. And new Voice of the West. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> how does that work out financially? Do Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, good tell you. Yeah. Because um, it would be unfair you're forking out money for a bloke who's not playing footy for you. Yeah, not sure how, how right. it would work. And then what happens to, if he gets injured playing four spots would and then can't play for his VFL team? Yeah. So I don't yeah. know how it works financially. In that. But it's good that you can get some of these guys to come back yeah. and play at the lower level. And it's, I suppose it's important for them as well that if they do commit to being, say, let's use the Bulldogs example, and they don't have any injuries which means there might not be that many spots in the Bulldog because they want to play all their listed guys. They're not just sitting on, you know, they're just not playing footy. They can go back and play for a, a, a local club of Spotswood yeah. in that in that case because there are some sides like a Carlton that have a lot of injuries. They'd be calling up a lot of blokes to play in their VFL side. Other sides don't have many injuries, maybe don't need those blokes so yeah. they can they can go yeah, play yeah. local There's footy. A, there'll be a pool of players yeah, yeah. That, that do go off to the... And even the same with the under-18 kids as well. They had four weeks off, so the kids that don't go to 
the elite private schools yep. will go back and play club footy. Okay. Because uh, I think the under-18s had a four-week break for some reason. Oh, the official under-18s like yeah, the... Western um, Jets. We- oh, right, those that. guys. Yeah, oh, so, okay. Right, yeah. yeah. So the kids, the kids aren't playing Jets and they haven't got school commitments, they'll go back and they play... They can play local um, footy. Yeah, play senior footy. So, okay. Yeah, it's good when you can see some of those kids running around. Yeah, so, yeah, well, you, especially when they're going to be, you know, AFL-listed players, yeah. hopefully, in the next yeah, that, 12 or 24 yeah, months. Yeah, they do have the same issues, though, just the body strength can be a problem. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's still talk footy then. AFL round eight got on the way Friday night with... Geelong defeating Richmond by 63 points, in which was incredible performance after half-time. I think the Tigers were up about 10 points at half-time, and then it was just all Geelong after that. And what the hell's wrong with Ge- uh, Richmond? They're gone. First, Rebuild. Gone. They've got to play the kids. That's how I felt a couple of weeks ago <laughs> after when they lost to Melbourne. You think, oh, geez, what's going on? And then they come out and beat yeah. the doggies comfortably, but then they lose this one. So... Well, it's a bit of inconsistency with them at the moment. If I can just work back to early in the week, we're both um, keen fantasy football players, um, and there's been a lot of talk around the, I suppose, the upset in the fantasy football community around teams being announced only 24 hours before a game. So you could have a team playing on a Sunday, and it's 6 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, and you still don't know whether um, you know Joe Bloggs is, is playing or not. And there was a lot of talk around, you know, bringing the Thursday night teams back. And I think AFL did a survey on Twitter and 95% of people <laughs> say, to, say to bring it back. We all want it. Everybody wants it. But the coaches come out and say, well, the reason we do it is because, you know, a lot of things can change between Thursday night and Sunday. You know, we don't want to be making all these late changes and stuff like that. So what does Chris Scott do? Pulls a late change. And it was even asked, they asked Nigel Lappin, the assistant coach at, at Richmond, they said, oh, you know, it was something late change, you know, Radigalier in for Stanley, was it Stanley okay? He goes, yeah, no, we just decided to go with Radigalier. So they knew, they were always going to do it. They so, were the kings of it last year. Oh, before. absolutely, yeah. They were always pulling uh, late changes, the Cats, and um, it was a good late change. It was it was pretty good. He was, he was all right. Well, he couldn't have been worse than Stanley yeah, was last week. He was I absolutely, mean, he was yeah, absolutely atrocious. Low bar set though. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, Geelong Ruckman. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> it's up there with uh, Venezuelan leg spinners. You don't need to be. You don't need to be a good one to be the best one. <laughs> um, but back uh, back to this. Ge- Geelong started off wonderfully well. Just Shea Bolton's going to be a player, isn't he? Yeah, we, we thought that oh, after round one when he tore yeah. Carlton apart. Yep. Um, yeah, he does have that second bow. Taking hangers, I think he's taken a few back in the VFL. Um, before, yes, yeah, before he, he has. was a, a regular senior player, so yeah. he's bloody good in you. And uh, he sort of he. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, he's getting a lot more midfield time at the moment due to um, injuries to uh, Prestia Lambert. I know Martin came back, but Edwards has hurt himself Koch. again in this, and of course Cochin missing. So when they're all back, it's going to be interesting what they do with this guy because I think he's just too good to waste in a as a goal sneak forward pocket. He's he loves a clearance. Like we remember that round one game against Carlton, where he just tore us apart in the middle. He was walking it out, and um, you know we talk about goal kicking midfielders. Um, he certainly falls into that category. But this was a game of two halves. Um, Richmond jumped there. I thought Geelong really started their recovery in the second quarter, though. Really started to work their way back into the game. And like you say, I think they're only down by nine points uh, at half time. I think it was eighteen goals to five after quarter time. Yeah, so that incredible. gives that gives you an idea of just how much um, how much this game completely turned uh, on its on its head. And um, 
what what did you see? What did you say that Richmond did differently to what they've done in the, in the past? It just felt like they were getting pressured more than they were getting pressured more than they were doing the pressuring. Yep. And then obviously they do are lacking quite a few players, as you mentioned before, all those midfielders um, who aren't playing. So then it's just they didn't have the class, I think, around the ball. And it just caused turnovers, and Geelong were able to take full advantage of it. And Richmond made a lot of mistake uh, mistakes as well. Yeah. The defenders, uncharacteristic yeah, mistakes, marks, fumbles, yep. things like that. Le- that led directly to goal. So yeah, it was a poor performance by them overall. But there's, you know, they're going to be better than that. And if they get the full list back, and first game back for Boston in a while as well, down back there, they lost um, Grimes last week with that yep. late concussion. So yep. there's a few out. Obviously, there's a lot out defensively. Two key defenders, you know, four of their best midfielders are currently out mm. as well. So um, you still question it, though, don't you? It's a 63-point loss. It, I mean, this is a big loss. After quarter time, this was an absolute smashing, Willow. And uh, you look at that, I thought it was the delivery into that into that forward line. Because, I mean, you look at it, they got 15 goals from their three key forwards. Hawkins, Cameron, and, and Gary Rowan, of course, key forward. Um I mean, that's just enormous. And they just couldn't stop it. The delivery was, was constant. The midfield was getting their hands on it. And, and yeah, they just couldn't get going. And like you say, Richmond felt and looked like they were under pressure every time they had the ball. Normally, they're really good, reliable, and just sort of lower their eyes and hit a target and keep the ball for a minute. But it was all panic stuff. It was all just get it on the boot and get it out of there and... It never crossed halfway. Like it just, there was a period of time it was just wave after wave after wave, and and uh, and I look, John have been beaten badly at times over the last few years, but this after quarter time was absolutely um, was just absolutely. Enormous. This is a game style Geelong you think can maintain for the rest of the year. That's the question I have. Yes, they got up. It's a grand final rematch, so of course you're going to lift that yep. after after yep. last year probably. Oh, nearly five goals up in the grand final and lost it in mm-hmm. the end. So they're always going to be, you know, pretty self motivated to, to win this. But yeah, I don't know if that's uh, something that they can do. We've always called them for the last 10 years since they won the 2011 yeah. Premiership that they've been probably the best regular season team out there, yep. consistently finishing in the top four, but haven't won anything. One grand final in 10 years, top four pretty much every year. I mean, can they still do it? And they, they forget it's the Super Rules team as well. It is. It's the over 30s. But um, the one thing, you, you looked at that forward line and thought, and that's why the exciting thing about Rowan kicking goals, because, I mean, it's a fair old duo in Hawkins and uh, and Cameron. But then if you've got someone at Rowan that can, it's not going to get any attention because they're looking to double team Cameron and and, uh, and Hawkins. It's going to leave space for him. And he's good enough, if he's good enough to take it, he's got a pretty ordinary reputation in big games. But... Um, He's been good. I think he's kicked eight in the last two games. and um, It's in a hot streak. And when you look at it, like the form going into this game, I know they lost to Sydney, but every statistical aspect of that game, Geelong won. And Geelong won pretty handily. It was just it was just one of those nights it just wasn't meant to be. So they're actually playing reasonable footy. And the week before, they were dominant against um, against West Coast. So they're actually they're, they're going all right. But that was a, well, that was a, a, pretty, complete, um, a pretty complete win. But you know, I'm hardly in the hardly in the frame of mind to be writing Richmond off. They're um, they four and four was it last year or the year before? Been thereabouts, yeah, yeah. Had similar records. And the big question at the start of the game was, who was the lady giving Gary Owen the children? 
Oh yeah, I did was ask. That, that was a very I'm not sure. Question. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, don't, don't, don't use his message. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But whoever did it, good luck, Charm, because he, <laughs> he played bloody brilliantly. And he's amazing kick of a ball. I had no idea. Like he was fifty out with a couple of shots. He just times it. As soon as he kicked, he just started celebrating. He knew he was going post high through the middle. Yeah, so, is that, well, the kind of player that is like a bit shit, of a confidence shit, guy. We got, the, we got him on his good weekish. Yeah, you, you're a bit stiff when someone when Rowan kicks five against you. Think, yeah. oh, typical. That sort of happens to us. But yeah. no, Geelong, um, you know, purring along nicely. And Richmond, I, I, I wouldn't be panicking, but you are right. They are missing considerable personnel. But you'd rather miss them now than yep. than later on. No, it's, Suns took on the Saints. Saints oh. got home by nine points, oh. Uh, oh. seven twelve to eight fifteen. I was uh, doing voice of the West duties and thinking, oh, it must oh. be pissing down up there. And it wasn't. Apparently, it's very sunny afternoon up on the Gold Coast. May, um, maybe the worst game I've ever seen. Willow, <laughs> what's that? It was twenty six degrees. There was not a cloud in the sky. Not a puff of wind. You know, warm but glorious conditions for teams to show off their skill levels. And they were both atrocious, like genuinely, genuinely atrocious. It was a, it was just bog awful. Do just um, looking at quarter by quarter score. So St Kilda zero three in the first quarter and one four. Wow, yeah. three seven a piece of half time. Four twelve Saints. They came back four goals three in that last quarter. The three behinds and, and got the win. Fair play. To, I'm desperately trying to find positives out of this um, out of this game, and it's a disgrace that you see some tremendous games of football that get four points for a win. <laughs> and this gets four points as well. It's almost unfair. You should only get like maybe one point six for this, six or less, or maybe less. One point six. I'm being generous because you did actually. I was going to say point two five. Oh, it's a quarter. Fuck. It, oh, it was absolute, a highly forgettable encounter. But fair play, um, St Kilda could have easily um, uh, could have easily let this slip, uh, and they and they and they didn't. Um, it was just the chalk and cheese. I'm watching Gold Coast last week. They do. They it's do like possession last week, but they do play a an unattractive for a team that's allegedly exciting. They do play a, an ordinary brand of football, and the fact they do get a lot of numbers back, and then try and rebound and and sort of have a red and yellow tsunami that sort of runs up the ground. <laughs> but the problem is when both teams are doing that, all all teams are doing are just kicking into an out number, and then it just comes back out. And then goes again, which makes for appalling watching. Um, positive, stay positive, Sean. Stay positive. Uh, there weren't many injuries. There was a big scuffle at halftime. I saw big, good scuffle, quality scuffle. I think both teams were frustrated just how shit they were playing. What that was they just the never. I don't. Know, I don't, may have lost okay, consciousness <laughs> during during that that part. Uh, um, Kings, shout out to, Kings hit four goals. I think they got five. Is it? Like five? Uh, got oh, three and one. Pardon me. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Once Max King learns to actually play in front of his man, he's going to be a really good uh, forward. And he's got a touch of uh, you and I watched a very young, a very young Josh Kennedy when he's a Carlton. And I, I may or may not have nicknamed him Iron Gloves. And the reason was because as a young man, he got his hands to everything, but he just didn't clunk. Correct. He, just, he, he got in all the right spots. He did all the right things, but didn't take the mark. And Max King's got a touch of that at the moment. So you know it's going to come. It's just not. It's just not quite there yet. Um, shout out, I thought Jack Billings had a, a, maybe a career best game here. I thought he was terrific. Uh, Jack Steele um, worked hard and sort of worked his way into the game. Paddy Ryder was good. Actually, both Ruckman were pretty good, but so they should be. They're not playing against one. Um, Tuke Miller, just an athletic freak. He just... Um, 
Oh, he's one of those, like we always say, if you play for Collingwood, people are crap on about him <laughs> all, all the time. Um, well, if, you play, if you play for Collingwood, he would have been given away for pick 37 yeah, sure. and they'd be paying half his wage. Yeah. Um, that game for uh, David Tyler, 28, because uh, he's 13 tackles. Yeah, he was, he, he, no, in fairness, he was, he was very good. Uh, he was very good as well, but I think we've talked too much about this game. Yep. So the 9,271 who ventured out to Metricon. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Giants and Bombers. Giants got home by two points. This wasn't. This was good. in the end. Yeah, as, uh, just checking this on the phone or the mm. Voice of the West stuff, mm-hmm. and also Nessendon were in front late, and then the Giants uh, hit hit the lead late again. So was it as close as it was? Was it as close as it was? I know what you, you mean. You know? The I think the Giants led for every second of this game. But it did get, uh, as Sir Alex Ferguson used to say, in squeaky bum time there towards the end, it did get very, very nervy to the point where even GWS got a goal with about 40 seconds to go and then Essendon still had time to go and get a goal. <laughs> and what I was truly hoping, because my pet hate at the moment amongst uh, just Carlton Football Club in general, a pet hate of mine at the moment, but my pet hate is the bounce, the centre bounce, because I think it's the greatest waste of time in the history of mankind, just throw the ball up, mate. And they call it back and don't call it back, and it makes a... And you lose a couple of seconds. And you lose a couple of seconds. So what I was sincerely hoping was happening here, four seconds to go, two points in it, umpire, fuckface, bounces the ball, it goes sideways, oh, sorry, guys, call it back, and the siren would go. I thought that that might bring it to the attention of just how dumb bouncing the ball in the middle of the ground is. I uh, I like the bounce. But the way to fix it is the clock should not start until a player touches it or if no player touches it and it's a legal, fair, straight bounce, the ball hits the deck again and it's live. Okay, I don't mind that, but I'm going to take you up on the like the bounce. So what does the bounce bring in a game that throwing the ball up doesn't? Yeah, I know. It doesn't. It doesn't add anything. It's, well, it adds unpredictability. It adds bias. But, but it they adds, want to take the unpredictability. They've taken the unpredictability of every other aspect of, of the game. game. Yeah, because back in the day, it was just get it. The old back in the sixties, whatever seventies, yep. you get it, bounce it. Didn't matter where it went. Where it goes sideways, straight yeah. the umpire's face, whatever, it, play on. It's an oval ball. They go weird ways. But we've made the decision. If it goes a certain way, we're calling it back. Yep. But if it goes kind of a certain way, I will let it go. And if it just goes outside a bit and we think the other right one can get there, we're kind of going, oh, fuck it. We'll just sort yeah, of and let it we go. Yeah, and as we saw Razor Ray nearly blow the whistle three times on one centre bounce against He needs against to stop. <laughs> Whatever you think of Razor Ray as an umpire, he cannot bounce the ball. And that's okay. We're not all good at everything. Except for you. Well, I, look, modesty precluded me from throwing <laughs> that in, but I am an elite bouncer of the ball. <laughs> were you there the day at Football Park where I went out to the middle of Football Park? No, I don't know. I don't yeah, no, I went out. So before an Eagles game, obviously, we were out at the. We used to get to the ground very early in Adelaide. For, I think we had to go with the players. We were there like, no, we used to go with the support staff. Oh, which was before the players. So we'd be there like two and a half hours early. Well, probably like it longer than that. But the good thing was, we used to go out and have a kick out in and Footy take Park. Out 15 sandwiches. Uh, yeah, oh, this, yes, culinary excellence. <laughs> the buffets. Miss those. Oh, miss those, <laughs> oh, my, my stomach doesn't miss them. But. Um, but uh, I thought I'd, I was at this stage, you know. Is that when Footy Park had the rubber? The, oh, I don't know if it had the rubber thing in the middle where Sean Wren did his knee yeah. twice. <laughs> uh, another uh, genius AFL manoeuvre. <laughs> don't, don't, don't remove the bounce. Put a rubber mat in the middle to help the guys bounce in. Guys will slip over it and fuck their legs up. But, you know, keep the bounce. Really smart thinking. <laughs> so I thought I would go out there and uh, there was just a spattering of the crowd. So I did the old razor ray, clear, them, clear oh. the gap behind me. Everyone was watching. 
and the bounce went absolutely sideways and there was a few Bronx cheers from the from the far stand. Nowhere to hide in the middle of footy park when there's no one else no one else there, Willow. Yeah, the Port Adelaide Funk Squad came out and did their dance. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a big ground footy park. It was a long walk of shame. I remember get there one day and it was like an under-12s match on. Yeah. <laughs> Get numbers back in an under-12s game at Footy Park. They ain't scoring. Because <laughs> it'll take them here 15 minutes to get it up there. And then once it's up there... Oh, garlic hot dogs. Oh, garlic hot dogs. <laughs> got to bring up the garlic hot dogs. We've rather drifted off, off topic here. Um, Giants got off a flyer here early and got a got a big lead at quarter time. And uh, Fair play. It was funny. It was sort of a... You look at Giants dominated first quarter. Fair play to Western. They really worked their way back into it to, to bring it within a within a goal. And... Giants started the third term absolutely flying. Tim Taranto's had a terrific two or three weeks uh, in the middle, as is Josh Kelly. He's finally starting to get... They were sort of playing him on a forward flank wing sort of thing. I don't know what they were doing, but um, they've got him in the guts now, and he's, he's really starting to produce the, the Josh Kelly form and, and numbers that we know. And, and, you know, got to a... Seemed to hold that margin at three-quarter time, and even early in the third term seemed to hold it, but... Eston got a couple of quick ones, and and the Giants Giants got a, got a little bit nervous here. I'm going to be brutally open yeah, and honest. Goals two, two goals three in that last quarter in favour of Essendon. They um they they definitely got the um they definitely got the shakes. Um, couple of midfielders for for Essendon. Uh, Merritt was outstanding. Pa- Parish was absolutely fantastic. He's he's a gun. Parish. It's taken him a while, hasn't it? It has yeah. been a slow burn, but uh, he's he's there now, and he's he's going. He's going great guns. Um, Toby Green again, just make him captain. (laughs) They've re-signed him, haven't they, long term? Yeah, yeah. he's got the next six years or something there. Look, great respect, Stephen. You know, you're a wonderful player and, you know, you're part of the leadership group and, you know, all that wank that they do to keep people happy who they don't want to have captain. Um, But he's just, he's just the biggest no-brainer of all time for... Um, for for captaincy, just that off-field stuff, you've got to worry about that. Oh, but hopefully that sponsors. He's a little, yeah. Sort of stuff. Well, mate, yeah, that's where you that's, that's where you get joint captains, and you get yeah, Camilio yeah. to do the corporate stuff, yeah, and uh, Toby to be the yep. actual fair income captain. Um, but yeah, Essendon was one of those. You never felt like they were really going to to win it. Um, Jeremy Finlayson kicked three goals, which was good, but won't be playing next week. I'll give you the tip. Um, cheap shot, little elbow. Um, he's in. Uh, he's in trouble. But no, that's that's all that's I have really to share. Right, cool. That's all I have to share uh, about this game. No well, on the Giants again. We're, yeah, got a lot of pressure under their coach there a few weeks yeah. ago, and they're they're right back in finals Just contention. Yeah, yeah. So well done to them. North Melbourne took on Collingwood. This was a big game because it was last versus the second last with the Pies uh, getting home by eighteen points. And listening to this on the radio from third quarter. Yeah, it was about five goal lead to Collingwood at half time, and then yep. the Roos came out, and kicked the first four goals, and I was driving uh, my co caller home, uh, Nick, who's mad North Melbourne supporter, so he was getting up at about to kick the first four goals. So him and Merg are the two North fans. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, oh. so and I was telling you, yeah, probably be a bit like when Carlton played Brisbane, we we got it back to about a kick, and then by three quarter time, the margin was back out to that comfortable yeah. lead, yep. and that's what happened to them. So. Um, they had a crack, but yeah, you just can't give those five goal head starts, can you? That's the thing. Collingwood flew out of the blocks here, and more importantly, Jordan Dugowie flew out of the blocks. The old, uh, the Kmart Dusty. I think uh, after Dusty's <laughs> after Dusty's poor performance on the weekend and uh, Dugowie kicking a lazy six, I think Dusty's the uh, Kmart Kmart Dugowie. <laughs> 
turned, it's turned around. Premiership's three norms. Yeah, yeah. No, all in the background. That's all in the past, mate. I'm looking <laughs> forward. This guy's the future. Yeah. Pies are flying. Um, yeah, they, they hit the ground running and, and, um, fair play to North. They really had a big third, um, they really had a big third quarter. Um, that combination in the back, in the over off half back of Jack Zeebel and Aaron Hall, Bringing their own footy at the moment. I'm not sure if it's being terribly effective or not. <laughs> but if you're into like stats and, you know, fantasy teams and all that, you'd have to be all over these two. Aaron, yeah. Aaron Hall with a lazy 37 touches and Zebel with another 30 touches. Doing, doing, uh, doing great stuff. Um, I, I thought the Goldstein, uh, Grundy battle was a really good one in the ruck. Um, both did some good things for their side. Um, and big Tom Campbell is a, is a presence in the forward line as well. So I kind of thought that as a second ruck, would he be enough? But he's kicked a few goals now this year. He's got a goal yeah, a game for the last right. the last um, the last two or three. Um, what do you but, think of uh, the out of bounds deliberate? Oh, oh insufficient intent. Absolutely hilarious. Cam's are having a shot for goal, ladies and gentlemen. And the ball trickles out of bounds, what, about 45 metres out from goal? <laughs> you missed by a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. And I think a Richmond player did the same thing, had a shot for goal, and it's it went Stania, out of wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. which was very, very amusing. But that one was just ridiculous. And then old mate comes running in with the big, oh, the arm goes deliberate. And everyone sort of, you go, what? <laughs> Do you think he was aiming for goal and deliberately kicked it out of bounds yeah. 45 metres out? I'm inside 50, mate. I'll, yeah, I'm going to put it out. I'm not fuck defending for the for my life here. It's not umpire appreciation week, is it? That was this last week. week. Oh, yeah, um, well, fuck them. That is just the worst. <laughs> 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 who, who does that? Like, seriously. Mm. Who does that? The it? questioning of that rule is just unbelievable at times. Like, the poor bloke, well, some bloke gets slung in a tackle. Oh, he comes com- off the yeah. side of his boot. No, it's, well, oh, what mate, are you supposed in. to do? Like, What's his alternative? He drops the ball, you ping him for dropping the ball. Yeah. He's got no other option. He's trying to kick it yeah. and get rid of it. Um, saw on the Sunday footy show there, Sandfuls does the last play to touch it rule. Well, we're moving towards that stage. And, like, every, again, every other sport... You know, on the, every other sport on the planet does it. Mm. If it goes off team A, team B gets the free kick. Yeah. I Yeah, but that'll change the way teams play because teams won't go along the boundary anymore. And then you'll have fucking... Instead of score reviews or whose hand did it come off before it yeah. went out and... Oh, I don't know. Look, I get the idea of the rule, but just don't have morons interpreting it. Like it's 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 not as difficult as they make it look sometimes. Um, reckon Darcy Moore play prefers playing back. Probably not. Pick, picking up that vibe. Mm. Really starting to pick up that I mean, vibe. They probably had to try something. They didn't. Oh, they, they? did. And yeah. I and he's played. He he started, started as a forward and he was good. Um, so I don't blame. Um, I don't blame Bucks for trying, but. Uh, Fair to say he won't be he won't be trying again. I think he's uh, he's done enough to let him know that he's a that he's a he's a defender. Um, what was I going to say about that? I've had a mental blank, but it, <laughs> it's um it still makes you think that they've still got that issue down there. If like oh, Dugowie had a day out because he was isolated one on one on I think poor old Aiden Bonar at the matchup, which was just a a wrong matchup. Um, you know who kicks their goals. Um, who kicks the goals going forward? But uh, no, fair play and still side bottom. Two hundred and fifty games. Um, so so good on him. I hope he had a hope he had a big night in the Terps and snuck out the wrong door. Like uh, remember remember when Eddie tried to explain his um being found naked down at the beach or something That's like right. that. that was, uh, he last said it was year, wasn't it? yeah. It was, oh, it's the old you know had a big night walked out the wrong door trick. We've all yeah. you know we've all done it. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully he had one of those. Uh, uh, again, who else do I give a shout out for in this game? 
No, that's no, it. <laughs> right. Saturday night, uh, Melbourne took on the, the Swans and the D's got good, home by nine points. So they're eight and zero to start the season. So Unbelievable performance there, but it got scary late in the game because oh, really scary. Sydney had the ball inside the forward, forward in their forward half. The whole bloody time, every time I flicked 80, over, ninety percent of that final quarter, uh, but. Could not uh, get the job done on the scoreboard, unfortunately, and just uh, fell a little bit short. So disappointing for them, but uh, well done um, to the Demons to to hold on and to continue their perfect start to the season. Um, They're finding a way, the Ds. Um, That's what good sides do, don't they? It really is. They were poor last week for three quarters. I'm not saying poor, but they were below what they've done. They allowed North Melbourne to hang around for three quarters. They allowed Hawthorne to hang around for three quarters, but then they're able to... Um, kick away but in this game they only just had a small lead and they weren't able to put Sydney away but at least the, the defence held up and um, yep. yeah, and they got the four points so well done Fair play to um, to the Colossus Stephen May keeping uh, Buddy scoreless and it wasn't due to the lack of inside 50s no. maybe the delivery wasn't great because there was a bit yeah. of rain around Melbourne yeah, Saturday, so it was a greasy scrappy yeah, sort of affair the rain came so disappoint- that again ruins a game of footy at yeah times. it can do it yeah. can do but uh Fair play to Tom McDonald. Um, much maligned player over the last couple of years. And with the injury to um, Defender. Uh, Tomlinson. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Tomlinson, which if you read the report, you would have sounded thought he died the way people were talking about it. Well, I just send condolences to Adam and you know his family on this. He's hurt his knee, mate. I know, I know it's, yeah, it's bad luck and it's bad news and it hurt professional football. It would really get you down, but... My God, it was almost a state funeral for his <laughs> fucking ACL. Um, but anyway, yeah, so with Tomlinson going out, obviously some sort of restructuring needed to take place. And during the North Melbourne game, it was McDonald actually going back. But Melbourne selected uh, Harrison Petty uh, to effectively fill Tomlinson's role, which allowed uh, which allowed McDonald to, to stay forward and which still kept out young Wiedemann out of the, out of the side. Um, so he's probably thinking, hang on, I've probably got I've got one crack at this here to try and cement my spot because there's guys beating down the door trying to get into that forward line. And he kicked four and I, I thought he was outstanding. He was the he was the best forward on the ground, comfortably, I, I thought, and um was a massive part of the of the of the um D's getting getting the win here. Um really enjoyed the game of, of Callum Mills in the middle. Um you know, his graduation is now complete from Halfback flank at a midfield. It's been a while in the in the making. We've been waiting for him to play mm. more midfield time, and and he is. And I I thought he was uh, terrific. Oliver's second half as well. I thought was I thought was uh, yeah. I thought and was another, another positive for Melbourne. Like Bailey Fritz kicked six goals last week. He had a poor game yesterday. Yep. I think he, he didn't kick a goal. Yeah, but then to have others step up. I mean, Ben Brown looked all right too. At times. Yeah, Oops, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then the ball was coming in nicely for him, and and then the pressure of like Spargo. And Pickett were really good in their forward lines. In so, that sort of weather, yeah. that, that, that's the sort of stuff that... And that, I think that's what kept Sydney in the game as well. You know, they've just got that blue-collar mentality about them and they just scrap that even their experienced guys like, you know, Parker and Kennedy, you know, scrap away. Rampy was terrific across half-back. I thought Dawson took some good marks, intercept marks late in the game. Um, and I really, the, the battle I really look forward to watching, I, look, I watched a bit of this game and the other game, obviously, but enjoyed the battle between Tom Hickey and, and Max Gorn. Um, 
you know, gone gone one on the night, but uh, you know Hickey did some nice things and, and yeah, kicked, kicked a goal. Kicked a goal. A rip of a goal. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a, it was a really yeah. good one. So now, fair play to Melbourne. They, they the good sides find a way, and um, Sydney were Sydney were plucky. I, I keep waiting for them to fall away, um, but it, it's not happening. They're um, they're, they're sticking in there. So fair play to them. It's a good game of footy. Yeah, showdown forty nine was over in Adelaide with the power winning by forty nine points in the end. In, Slippery conditions Very in Adelaide, slippery conditions. so it didn't, yep. didn't make it a great spectacle. So that makes it disappointing um, for everyone because we, you know, those nice game like this, you know, they're going to come out firing. Yep. Uh, what do you think? We'll jump straight to the end. The song. <laughs> what do you think of the power donning of the, the I, prison bars? I must admit, I turned off straight after the game and went on to other activities. So I, uh, I just checked the the WhatsApp and someone saw a photo and I thought it was a. A piss take. I didn't think they'd actually do it. I thought, uh, yeah, maybe it was the the Port Adelaide Magpies Sandful team. Yeah, I, saw it. I, I just okay. uh, it never dawned on yeah. me that they would go into a different room, put the jumpers <laughs> on. Oh, look, the part of me thinks it's an up here to Collingwood, so fair enough. But um, it's a bit petulant, isn't it? It's a bit sort of like the Port Adelaide power. They've just got to get. This is not Port Adelaide Magpies. It's Port Adelaide if, power. Yeah, because if the Port Adelaide. Power where the Port Adelaide Magpies, the Port Adelaide Magpies wouldn't be playing in the Sandful. Correct, correct, and that's yeah. all they need to realise. That I know the same set of supporters. I'm sure Barry for the Magpies and the Power, and it's all, but they're not the same football clubs. This stuff that Port Power started in 1870, it's not actually true. It's a different football club that started up that happens to be called Port Adelaide. Yep. So this thing that oh <laughs> we've been wearing this jumper for 200 years, you you haven't. Yep. You've actually won a flag in a different jumper. I think if you're technically fed income about Heritage Round, you'd wear the jumper you won your only flag in. True. That's not a pretty one, that yeah. one. No, it's a horrible one. <laughs> but fuck it, they, they asked for it. They, they put their hand up for Teal. So yeah, I think Teal's a winner. That's, that's, that's rock that. Adelaide, there's no Adelaide Football Club before Adelaide. And that's the thing. And that was the sort South of... South Adelaide, North Adelaide. They were a pseudo-state of origin team. And you can see that with the colours they wear. Yeah, yeah. They wear the colours of the South Australia. Yep. As opposed to Port Adelaide, which are a sort of franchise, the wrong word, but they're a, a separate football club as opposed to... You know, that's why the, it was good that the Eagles didn't wear yellow and black when they came in. Yeah. Because that would be WA sort of colours. Um, I think the fact that there was no team in the AFL that wore red, yellow and blue, and they were Adelaide, and I thought, oh, well, let's join the dots and do that. I think with hindsight, they might have... Slightly at, different colours. Yeah, they might have just thought, hang on, you're wearing the South Australian colours. You're not a South Australian club. You're a you're a club based in Adelaide where there may be other clubs in the future that are based in, yeah. in Adelaide. But, uh, oh, look, I, it's funny to see the Collingwood people have conniptions over it, but um, hopefully that's the end of it now and then everyone just moves on. But Eddie's good like that. Eddie will move on. <laughs> <laughs> He'll he'll see the funny side of it and move on. He's a real character that way, Eddie. Who got the medal? Travis Boak, which was an interesting choice. It was it was one of those games where they could have given it to any one of six blokes and you wouldn't have been overly upset. Boak was very good, don't get me wrong. Um but like I say, there there was a there was no there was no standout. Yep. Um but this was this was hot early. They were really cracking in and Adelaide unfortunately got a couple of injuries early, which sort of made a you know, when you're the underdog, you kind of need everything to to go right and the ball to fall your way. And they had Lockie Murphy and Nick. Yeah, and then Nick Henry. His ankle. Yeah, it did. That, was, and, that wasn't a good And one. the other one looked ugly too, but ugly yeah. from the perspective that I think Scott Lysett will be having a bit of a holiday. Yeah, and I think I might have read... McHenry. It's, 
gone straight to the tribunal, the sling tackle that, that knocked him um, into the middle of next week. He had no so, idea. Oh, he didn't. Yeah. Poor kid was really ST ruggling. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see what comes of that, but he'll be getting a he'll be getting a holiday for sure. But I think Port came out, they were very much aware of the uh, publicity they got during the week, you know, being accused rightly of being flat-track bullies. And, you know, when it got a bit tough against Brisbane, they were... They were a bit hard to find. So you could tell they were playing with a team with a, a bit of a rocket up them and, and, and really cracked in. And fair play to Adelaide. They did it. They did as well, but they just couldn't. The injuries and just the depth that Port Adelaide have, they just couldn't um, They couldn't keep up. And yeah. uh, they've got too many players that, yeah. that, that play too too well. And, and look, they're the real deal. They're going to be they're going to be around the mark. And, you know, the Crows have done well to get the wins that they've got so far. Um but uh, it, it could, it's going to be a it's going to be a long second half of the yeah. season for them. Text on. watch zero goals. Very quiet. Very quiet. Yeah, he only managed five for the game, so it was a very, yeah. very tough afternoon. Yeah, and I, I, for everyone. I think as Adelaide find the going tough, obviously being a, a key forward in that side is going to be is going to be tougher as well. Great to see Rory Sloan back. He didn't have a great game, but it was just great to see him. Um, great to see him back. All right, Sunday Hawthorne took on West Coast at the MCG. It was a goalless. Or first quarter. Oh, it was a, it, no, it was a life-sapping first quarter. I unfortunately I? was doing housework while you were sitting on my couch watching it. And I, I wish I was doing your housework. <laughs> I was volunteering to, to do the dishes at quarter time. It was the most awful. Oh, God, it was... I, I, can't, I can't put it into words. It was just two vanilla, middle-of-the-road outfits going at it. Now, obviously, Hawthorne are vanilla at their best at the moment. And West Coast are missing a heap of personnel. So West Coast away from home aren't great at the best of times. West Coast away from home with key personnel missing uh, are very, very ordinary. But they obviously kicked in a gear in the in the second quarter and really started Yeah, 10 to... goals and kicked between them. West Coast kicked seven, pretty much put the game on ice from that point on. Um, Brendan Archie led the way with uh, four goals oh boy, uh, where are we? for the Hawks. Uh, but... Josh Kennedy has done a calf, so um, be interesting. That must have been late, was it? Yeah, I'm unsure of that. So it'd be interesting to have it be probably you know, three to four weeks for an old man injury. You'd, you'd think for him. So let's want to have a guess how many people were at the game today. Actually, that's fun. MCG so fits a hundred thousand. Um, I would say south of twenty thousand. I'm going to say. 17,817. Close enough, 15,277. So wow, Hawks fans have given up on this side. Um, that, for West Coast, it was, a, it was a win on the road, so that's all important to them because you know they're going to win 9 to nine out of 10 at home when, with their 11 games. Yeah, at, so at, any win on the road is a, is a good win, especially yeah. with the, like, the, the bodies they're missing. Sometimes you just need to get out there and just collect four points and go home. And that's what this was about. Um, Gaff, con- Kelly continuing his, um, his good form. Yeah, Archie with four goals, wow we. Um, uh, Tom Mitchell watch. Yep, how many? Uh, 41. Mm. 10 kicks, 31 handballs. Mm. <laughs> well done, Tom. <laughs> Might get him a Brownlow vote. Well yeah. done, Tom. Yeah. Uh, uh, shout A couple of shout-outs in this game, though. Jarman Impey's continued to be an absolute star across half-back for them. 32 cozies and a goal is just huge for, for him. And young CJ Jayath, again, 25 cozies, seven, uh, seven marks. Made a couple of blunders, but that's that's the way he plays. I'm really enjoying that Clarko's 
like giving him the license to to, to have a real crack and, and take them on. So um, you know he'll do some good things, he'll do some horrible things, but um, he's bloody exciting to watch anyway. And he has a he has a real crack. So he's been really the highlight. I reckon those two Impy and Jyth have been the highlights of, of Hawthorne's year this year. Long Kaczynski, they've found a key forward. He had a quiet one today, obviously, but he's had some moments. So they're you know they're starting to find some bits and pieces, but. Yeah, they're not going to threaten yeah. anyone spectacularly, I, no. don't, I, I don't think. Let's do it. Western Bulldogs, Carlton. Oh, Doggies by 16 points. Ah. Uh, yeah, the Blues, I'm pretty happy at, at half-time. Oh, I'm pretty happy. Let's be, let's be honest. Two goals up at half-time and midway through that quarter, we got to about 25 points. 27. Like 27. Jeez, it's a handy lead there, Sean, wasn't it? Some more than handy <laughs> lead there, Andrew. Thanks thanks for asking. Yeah, <laughs> then in the last quarter, the Doggies you know, used to kick six goals, three to one goal three and uh, yeah disappointing result for the Blues are just disappointing watching the Blues in that opening half they'll be out finding targets inside the centre corridor second half the Doggies were able to take that away and Carlton really really did struggle um, to find any avenues to goal and it was a real real disappointing result that's one that definitely has got away from us oh yeah look we were because um, we actually came to the the game you know, as confident as you can be about playing a top two side because we we match up really well with them for whatever reason our style of football and the way we try and play has a level of success against West uh, against the Bulldogs we've um we beat them really well last year not sure I think we beat them last, we might even beat them a couple of years the year Samo got 35 touches or whatever in the yeah, middle that was two that might have been in two 2019 years. I know because I was over in the UK yeah and we, we got our first win of the season against the doggies um, we had that Charlie Kerner game we yeah seven. we kicked That's, seven we were down by about five goals at one stage and yep. all of a sudden we were back in front yeah and I was at the pub and went oh shit might have to watch the last quarter yeah. <laughs> and, um, unfortunately the doggies did win that one, but yeah, for some reason, it's the, the matchups work and the game styles work. And it was good, and we got more than our fair share of um, clearances. We're getting the ball out of the middle and getting the and the 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 kick you're mentioning is when we win the ball across half back, rather than just going aimlessly long and up the line, they'd look inside for that kick to open up the ground. And Carlton were hitting it, you know, that stuff up the odd one because you know they're not great, but you know more often than not they were hitting it, which would open up the ground, which would leave. Uh, space in the forward line and our forwards are dangerous when you leave them one on one and the Bulldogs aren't that sort of side you know I was talking about Gold Coast earlier how they get numbers behind the ball doggies don't really play that way they sort of press up so if you can get through that press there's joy to be had um, out the back and um, Eddie Betts was the primary beneficiary of that um, he ended up with five uh, one ripper out of the out of the air yeah, sort of first one yeah absolutely crap he did it really was yeah um, you know, and obviously uh, Harry Mackay was a constant, um, constant. Theory. It was a really good matchup between him and Alex Keith. I thought Keith did some some good things, particularly in the in the second half, and took a big hanger. Mm. Was that him that took the hanger there yeah. near the end? I was too busy walling and had my <laughs> couldn't see it through the tears to uh, to work out exactly what was going on. But um, you know, and we you know, had options at four. Young always kicked a couple of goals. He's a, he's the sort of kid always. He's only going to get four kicks a game, but if he ends up kicking two or three goals out of it, happy um, uh, happy days. Um, and the the midfield was was holding their own. I wouldn't say they were dominant because I think Bontempelli was still very good. Free kick, Bontempelli. Oh fuck! Uh, 
Anyway, I might hold fire to watch the replay on that, but gee whiz. Oh, Cripper got caught holding the ball a couple of times at gee whiz. Oh. Bond's taken blokes on and still... Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, the umpire in the first half was very interesting. <laughs> but it was it was certainly not to blame for the result. Uh, trying to... Because we're sort of... It's all a bit raw as we're recording, Willow, because it's only hours after the event. Um, poor old Jack Silvani copped a knock in the... The head again, and he's. I'm not going to the casino with with uh, with Jack Zawani. He'd be the he'd nah, be, friendly fire as well. He'd be the biggest cooler of all time. He'd just he'd just make. Uh, have you seen that movie, The Cooler? William yeah. H Macy. Ah uh, no. He's, he's a guy. He's paid to loiter around a casino because he's just bad luck. Oh. And as soon as someone's on a heater, William H Macy comes over and introduces himself. Then they <laughs> lose all their luck. They yeah. lose all their money. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, not bad. It's twenty two. To 19. Yeah, so they probably ended up about even at the end, but that doesn't tell you anything. Um, but fair play, second half, well, second half of the third quarter. Uh, and the Blues, sorry, so we'll go back. The Blues had a few chances. Um, Lockie Fogarty missed a sitter walking in a goal. Silvani walked, uh, hit the post walking into an open goal. And it was just at that stage in the third term where they could have made that 27-point margin, like a 40-point margin. And you're thinking... There ain't no coming back from, from 40 points. Everyone knows the results in the bag, and even if Carlton kind of shit themselves at the end, surely they'll hang on. Instead, what happened, Carlton didn't take their opportunities. Bulldogs got a couple of goals late. All of a sudden, it's 14 points, and you're thinking, oh, don't tell me we've, <laughs> don't tell me we've opened the door here. And not only did we open the door, we rolled out the red carpet and, uh, threw up the, the confetti. And then the last quarter was, was just a complete annihilation out of the middle. Again, Bontempelli was absolutely immense. Everything he did was... Yeah, that, took that contested mark. Oh. And then, of course, no one stood on the mark, so we just rode pretty much making for the God, but that was late, there. but there were other moments. Yeah. Uh, oh, how many clearances? Ten clearances he's got. I thought Libra in the first half was best, probably best man on the ground, or certainly best midfielder on the ground. He ended up with 27 cosies, 17 contested, 13 clearances. He was enormous in the first half, but it was Bont in the second half that really was the the momentum changer and uh, and got them going and just um, made the the Carlton mids and they had a third choice ruckman in there as well was yeah, sweet Jordan's sweet because they had they had no Martin or, or English so um and our big question coming out of it what the hell's wrong with Patrick Creek there's something wrong with him like let's stop talking shit about oh we're managing him and all that that's that's not on. I've actually got a friend of the pod pistol to do some homework about his breakdown of his stats from first half to second half because he he hits a wall at half time and he can't he can't go. So there's clearly, clearly something wrong with him. In the last quarter we were watching the clearances closely because that's where we were getting destroyed and it was the closest to going inside fifty we got was when it came back from a set of bounce to be in the middle. <laughs> and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't tackle, he couldn't bend down to pick the ball up. He couldn't get the ball. It was three against four in there, and they were and they'd run off him like he's fucking Aaron Sandilands because they go, "I oh, take off. I know he can't chase me or can't catch me." Yeah. So there's something wrong. So there's it's not doing anybody any good him playing like this. He can't. I know he kicked a goal at the end, but that that was junk time. He he can't do anything forward. He's not doing what he can do at his healthiest in the middle. He's either just rest him, give him the operation he needs. Nobody's winning out of this scenario. Uh, from yep. the other bloke, I just want to slam um, 
the player agent of the millennium used to be Jerry Maguire, but it has to be the player agent of Zach Williams. Whoever got him eight hundred grand as a midfielder, um, well, 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 well played. He's either chronically unfit and not ready, and he they just didn't have the guts to play him in the Magoos because I'm Zach Williams on an eight hundred guy. I don't I don't do VFL football. I'm giving him an out and saying he was chronically underdone today. He had nine possessions playing in the middle, Willow. The ball would bounce off you nine times if you stayed in the middle. Blokes get 15 touches automatically. You can't help it. The ball's there. He was disgusting. And there was a couple of efforts where he went in with the hands and, and not with the body. So I don't know what the go is with him, but it's significant alarm bells. Um, doggies, Josh Bruce ended up with with five, which kind of shocked me. So that's, <laughs> did to me too. That was, that was good. I'm not sure where that really came from. But they just got they just got a run on, just destroyed out in the middle. Uh, Jackson McRae's ability to finish off a game, he just um, his second halves are, uh, are so much better than his, his first. And he, he finished off well. Trelaw got kicked a terrific goal in the third yeah, quarter. Third quarter, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and apparently Lockie Hunter played the game out with a broken hand. Okay. I hope it's not his diving, diving hand. Because he's his driving hand. hand. Yes. yes. Uh, question drink, for you about the doggies. That. Yep. They were all the rage a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, yep. they suffered their first loss last weekend. From yep. what you saw today, you know, do you think they can really be a contender? Oh, gee, good question, Willow. I I worry about their back line. Yep. And their key backs. And Harry tore up. Yeah, once yeah. Harry got a one-on-one opportunity and you kicked it to Jeez. his advantage, he was just clunking it. Yeah. And, and I didn't think Keith was terribly bad, but he wasn't getting a whole lot of help. They had the young kid playing his first game, which is an amazing story, and um, but he just didn't have the experience to sort of help out and, and come across. So they are quite short in the back line. Um, they need a big days from their midfield to beat top four sides because that's where they're overarching strength is. I think they're probably half a length behind I'd have a bracket of Melbourne, Richmond, Geelong, Port Adelaide. Yep. I think they're half a length off them. They can make up that ground, but I think they're probably half a length All off. Right. Final game of the round was uh, Brisbane taking on the Dockers. Wow. Obviously this game was shifted from Fremantle to Brisbane because of COVID. They could have shifted it to Mars. It yeah. wouldn't have made it. Hopefully COVID can F off soon, hopefully. And we can all go back to doing stuff. But uh, the Lions got home by... 24 points in the end, um, comfortable win for them. So they've, I think they've won four in a row now, so good for them that they're uh, finding some form after that. You know, awkward start to the season with the travel and stuff like that, but well done to the Lions. Doesn't that feel like a million years ago? Yeah. When they lost uh, lost to Sydney at home? Lost to Geelong. Right? Unluckily, Lost-y, yeah. Collingwood after the siren. Like, yeah. they're back to the top four did I have Brisbane in that bracket that I mentioned before? I think so. They should be. They, they should be in that bracket. Um, yeah, they 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 did what they they did what they had to do. I keep saying it every Jared Lyons. I know. Like, was available to eighteen clubs that bloke Jared Lyons, and he just knocked on the door of Brisbane saying, "Hi, I'm looking for a kid. Adelaide Suns." Yep, Brisbane. Yep, and he just. Solid citizen. And delisted effectively from both. I know yeah. it was officially a trade to Adelaide, but it was like for pick 312. Just, yeah. just a... Oh, but he's, he's amazing. Another 29 Cozzies, nine marks and a goal, uh, six clearances. Just amazing. 
Um, Daniel Rich, just clean shop across halfback. Hugh McCluggage is really warming into the season nicely. Charlie Cameron, vroom, vroom, three goals, five, eight scoring shots. So at least he's um, he's uh, he's having a crack. Danaher kicked a couple. Um, yeah, they're pretty, and they're missing some bodies as well. They've got some kids out there, but yeah, Frio. Um, Frio. Remember people who liked handballs, they remember the great Greg Williams. Diesel. Out, um, Lincoln McCarthy's left hand oh. handball to Reese Matheson. And one of the goal. greats. Yeah, it's fantastic. One of the greats. Handball. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Yeah, we don't see a lot of. Um, you know, fan, you know, elite handball no. anymore. I mean, we see some good kicks and stuff now. Yep. But that handball was just fantastic. It was a beautiful. It was a like, genuine thing of. It was a genuine yeah. thing of uh, thing of beauty. And the other highlights came. Ned Fife kicked a goal. Oh, well done. One goal, three. But he got. <laughs> but, he, but he got a goal. So that's made only two fifteen for the <laughs> yeah. year. So had a boy, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, he busts his ass. <laughs> he does, poor bugger. He really, he really does. For a guy, he's got the you know the hair tied back and that real surfer look. He's got the tough look. Yeah, he's got the black eye. But he's got, but he's a real blue collar player. Like he is really, he he does the he does the hard yards and and doesn't get a tremendous amount of help in there from time to time. So no, Brisbane ticking along nicely. Yeah, all right, the ladder on top, Melbourne undefeated, eight wins. Uh, game back of them is the Western Bulldogs in second spot. The game back from them is Port Adelaide, who are in third spot. Then we've got four teams on five wins. So Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney and West Coast just separated by percentage. And we've got Richmond in the eight on four wins. And they're in eighth spot on percentage ahead of the Giants, Dockers and Saints. In 12th spot on three wins is Gold Coast on percentage ahead of Carlton and Adelaide. On two wins in 15th spot is Essendon, percentage ahead of Collingwood and Hawthorne. And, of course, North Melbourne still at the bottom of the ladder, yet to have a win in season. Are they going to win one? Yes or no? I think they've got Hawthorne next week. So Oh, oh. Yeah. Gambler might be, uh, might be across. That could be some value. Um, as I run through the next week's games, there's mm-hmm. a lovely... Um, might take you some time to read it, but we have the Patrick Cripps stats have come through. Oh, really? Does it yes. back up my um? Does it back up my thoughts or not? Because so my... averages twenty four disposals a game. Yep, I'm guessing that's for the game. Half one, he's twelve and a half disposals. Uh, clearance is three point one. Second half, he's averaging eleven point six. Oh, so it's about the same. Yeah, but his score involvement's about the same. Oh, I might be wrong. There you go. Yeah, that just seems like that. But it does when you're watching. Like I know yes. it wasn't today because he had, I think he had eleven and a half time and ended up fifteen today. But today might have been just a, an exception to the rule. All right. So round nine kicks off Friday night. St Kilda hosting Geelong at Marvel. Ooh, at Marvel. Um, uh, St Kilda haven't done enough to warrant me picking them in a game like this yet. So I'll, I'll go with Geelong. I'm going to go with Geelong as well. Sydney host Collingwood up at the SCG in the early afternoon game. Sydney with no confidence whatsoever. I keep waiting for them to slip up. I know they haven't, which is unfair. I should be, I should be singing their praises, but I just um, yeah. I've got a Swans, but it's probably a game where they probably think they might win. Yep, there could be a problem with all the the kids. So I'll go to Swans as well. Hawthorne host North Melbourne down in Tassie. Come on, Kangas, this is the one. This is the one. Make it happen, boys. You tipping them? Ah, fuck it. Why not? Why not? Yeah, both. We're going the ruses. Yeah, uh, yeah. boys. Suns, Lions, Q Clash. Oh, Q Clash. At Metricon. Uh, Brisbane by a bit. Yeah, Lions for me as well. Uh, Richmond and the Giants Ooh, at Marvel. Good one. Good, good test for the Giants. They've sort of won a few in a row against you know teams with great respect they probably should beat. 
Um, uh, Richmond have a good habit of bouncing back, so you have to tip Richmond. Don't yeah, you? Tigers. This is a good one too. Port Adelaide, Western Bulldogs. Oh boy, wowee. This will be an absolute ripper. I'm tipping the power at home. Yeah, power at home for me as well. Sunday, we Essendon host Fremantle. Uh, you can have that. Will I? straight to Melbourne. Sorry? They'd probably stay in Melbourne. Fly down to Melbourne, wouldn't they? They wouldn't go home from Brisbane. Uh, I don't know what the stuff. what the situation is there. Um, yeah. I look Fremantle on their own road disgusts me, so I'll tip Essendon. Yeah, Essendon at home. Car- uh, Melbourne, Carlton, the G. Oh, yeah, these Melbourne. Yep. And the final game is West Coast hosting Adelaide. In the uh, you would think West Coast would take care of business at home. I would agree with that one. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Sean, for being here. Will as I, always. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you all as right. always. Uh, everyone, have a great week. I'll speak to you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.